another Dr. Supercoach episode. Uh, this week you're on with Pistol and I have another special guest um, backing me up from last week. It's, unfortunately it's JB. Um, I wasn't able to do a solo one because uh, they just said, you know, once I do a solo one, if I, if I were to make it a thing on Thursdays, uh, everyone would just want to listen to me and they, there'd be no need for, for JB or Chizo. So uh, they, he's forced his way back on uh, for this week. But thanks for uh, joining me, JB. Yeah, special guest pistol has been voted out by public demand. Uh, we had a lot of people <laughs> write in to say they would unfollow the page if that happened again. So here I am. <laughs> well, I think uh, that isn't true. But I'll tell you something that is true. That's a really bad segue. But Savage is out this week as is Jeremy Howe. Now, that's probably the big news in the team changes uh, for this week. For owners that have both of them, what should you do? For owners with Savage, what should you do? Lay it all out for us, JB. Well, um, you asked a few questions there, so I'll start by uh, talking about our best defensive replacements, uh, Pistol. And I'm not sure about you, but the first thing that springs to mind is without Shane Savage bouncing off the defensive line, Webster really springs to mind as the type of player that will come in and straight away jump into that role and get a lot more of the pill off halfback. What do you think? Oh, well, you'd, you'd hope so. I mean, we just need Webster to actually stay on the field for an entire match, and every game he's tracking the score well uh, if he's not injured. So certainly I think he's a strong option. It's just if you can trust his body for the rest of the season, I'm not sure. But um, are you suggesting then for sure to trade Savage this week? Yeah, so I think it's um, it was spoken of as a hamstring injury, and I'm not sure about you, but I've never heard of a one-week hamstring injury, so it's looking like two, three, uh, potentially even the season. I'm not sure why they'd bring him back in uh, in the last round or two uh, when he might as well just rest it up. Their season's obviously on ice anyway, so um, I'd expect Savage to be a trade-out option. Jeremy Howe's a bit more interesting because it was it's concussive effects, so... Um, you think he's very, very likely to play next week, and it was uh, precautionary this week. So if you uh, can be 99% sure he's playing next week, and you can sort of cover him uh, with a 60 sort of to 80 point player, then well, anything obviously more would be excellent. But um, as long as you can cover him marginally at least, then I think saving the trade would probably be uh, your best option for Jeremy Howe. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And if you have both of them and you have to trade one of them, um, I would be trading out Savage. Even if I just had Savage, I think I'd just be trading out Savage because, as you said, they've got no reason to play him and to bring him back. They can just play some of their youth. So um, for me, he wasn't even scoring that well. So if you have him, uh, time to say goodbye. And JB, who would be... Let's just go through your top three um, defensive trading options. I know we go through it every week, but they change week to week. Unfortunately, it's a fickle game like that, but who are your top three trading options for the rest of the season? Well, ideally, you've got uh, Laird, Lloyd, Yo, and Simpson already, which we spoke about in the earlier in the week podcast as our uh, guaranteed top four defenders uh, for the season. So I think we need to really, if we don't have those and uh, don't have the funds, then it becomes a bit more difficult, but that would obviously be my my number one sort of collective target uh, to trade in. Otherwise, I'm going to go back to the earlier podcast and say Heath Shaw without Finlayson, um, average of 105 uh, without Finlayson in the squad. So I expect him to continue his hot form and uh, I think he's actually relatively safe trading this week. Otherwise, as we said earlier, Jimmy Webster bouncing off the halfback flank now. 
I know he's got the groin issues, but I don't think he'd be in this week. Um, same sort of thing as Savage. Why would they risk him for the last few weeks with a groin injury if he wasn't really uh, ready to go? So I think Webster as well. I mean, I'm talking real risky trading options, but it's that time of the season, isn't it? Well, at 386k, you could do a lot worse than Jimmy Webster, who pretty much, I think he tunned up in seven of his first 10 matches. So he was on absolute fire. And I think the thing is, if you have Howe and you just need somebody for one week and you want to trade a Myocek and you had, you know, a spare 80k, um, making that trade and, you know, just having a good cover for the rest of the year in Webster or, you know, Howe, if he's then pushed to your bench, they're both really good options. Um, yeah, for Savage, as you said, um, Heath Shaw is seemingly playing quite well, and there's not very long left of the season, so you just want to target people who've got a bit softer fixtures, um, somebody that plays at home uh, quite often, <clears throat> pardon me, for the rest of the season, is none other than Jeremy McGovern and Shannon Hearn, both of the West Coast players, obviously two of the four games at home. Um, they've been in fine form with McGovern having a three-round average of 120 and uh, Hearn, a five-round average of 98 or a three-round of 91. So um, hopefully they don't really burn you um, on the run home. And um, McGovern, as well, is in some really good form. So I think that he's you know worth a punt. You've only got a couple of weeks left. Again, you could still go with the Jaden Short, who scored 63 uh, this yeah. week when I brought him in, which was his lowest since round seven, <laughs> which is just unfortunate. Um, Zach Tui at 437K and really easy run. Um, home, as we mentioned last week, about how good uh, that Geelong run is. After this uh, Richmond game at the G, you've got Hawthorne at the G, you've got Fremantle, and then Gold Coast at Alphabet Stadium, and they're just going to get slaughtered there. So um, most of the Geelong players you'd think would score um, very well. So they're probably the top trading options. I think JB, there's a, a sneaky cheap option. Let's say you you only have. 340k or so, maybe 350k to get in somebody. Um, to cover how for a week, you might want to look at Jasper Pittard, who's only 338k. Um, he's back to back scored at 85 and an 87. He's got three games at Adelaide Oval for the rest of the season as well. So even if he can just score some 80s or 85s um, and provide good cover for the rest of the season, he could certainly, you know, do a role for your team, JB. What do you think of yeah, that? Yeah, and although we have three games at Adelaide Oval, we've got a really tough uh, run of fixtures with opponents. Uh, but those are opponents like Collingwood and Essendon who do give up uh, decent scores to opposition uh, players, especially midfielders, which obviously Pittard is not, but at least there's some sort of scope for him to score decently, knowing that he's coming up against oppositions that give up those those half-decent scores. So, I mean, I don't trust Pittard as far as I could throw him or as far as he could you know, kick a ball 50 metres out of bounds, but I do think he's a safe option to go 80-plus for the next three weeks. He's just cheap. That's all we really yeah, need to say. Yeah, very cheap, very he's, cheap. He is cheap. So, you know, that's one of those things. And um, I think we'd be doing a little bit of a disservice if we didn't bring up um, one more option who I never like to bring up, JB, um, but that would be Tom McDonald at 450K. He's going to slaughter Gold Coast this week at the G. Sydney are in all sorts of trouble, and they're at the G in round 21 as well so you'd think T-Mac's going to have two big weeks and then it's just West Coast in West Coast which will be a very tough assignment um, and GWS but it's at the G as well so who knows how he'll score and you know if you can get 390 pluses out of Tom McDonald at least for the rest of the year you'd probably take that so um, he's somebody that you could also 
uh, consider. If we look into the forward line though, JB, um, Tim Taranto is probably the, the largest out in the forward line this week. And it says a knee injury. I don't really think it's a knee injury. Oh, I mean, it is going to be a knee injury, but I think it's more likely he's just being rested. They play Carlton at Etihad. If he's pulled up a little bit sore from last week, um, he's probably just being rested. Uh, if you had Taranto, would you trade him? Well, based on what you just said, Dan, you seem pretty confident that it's a one-weeker. So based on that, I mean, I don't usually trade for one-weekers, and hopefully uh, you're like the majority of the competition and your forward cover is Paul Ahern. So I wouldn't be too concerned with that. It's only if you were facing a donut that I'd really try and uh, push Toronto out. Even so, maybe try and get one of your midfield players that is out and that maybe has a bundle of cash in there and try and get someone to just sort of get you through the week when until Toronto comes back. So um, hopefully it's just a one-weeker. Yeah, you'd think uh, it would be a one-weeker. And if you're in an elimination final and you're staring down the donut and you don't have Paul Ahern for cover, um, who would be, JB, your top, let's say, three forward options uh, from here well, on Number out? one, 100% has to be Tommy Hawkins. And I, I just I can't believe the type of things he's doing to opposition teams. Um, number two, I've actually got Mundy up there at the moment. He's very, very reliable for an 80-plus score and uh, tends to play all of his fixtures. So um, I do like Mundy for a reliable old man. Other than that, uh, there's there's really just a handful of players like Devin Smith, uh, Heaney, Westhoff that you might have missed out on. Uh, obviously, um, Chad Wingard's in excellent form as well. So um, there is a bit of a handful of players up in that forward line, but... If you don't have Hawkins or, or someone really safe like Mundy or Devin Smith, then they, those would be my first options. But, I mean, Hawkins, come on. You just can't look past him. Then Not many people <laughs> own him at all. Well, I think it was actually on my solo podcast last week. I said the number one trading option for the rest of the year in the forward line is actually Reese Stanley. Oh. Um, he delivered. He delivered. Um, in 1% of the teams, he delivered 111 Good points Lord. last week. He's now... He's now tunned up in five of the last six games, and that non-ton was a 90. So this week he's got um, Richmond, which is obviously not the easiest, but it is against Nank, who does leak some big scores. And then you've got a, um, you know, McAvoy less Hawthorne, Sandy less Fremantle, and then Gold Coast to finish the season. Can I just ask? It's very possible. When when Host yes. Pistol suggested Reece Stanley, did Guest Pistol laugh at him, or...? <laughs> he actually did. He said, uh, it seems crazy to be suggesting Reece Stanley um, at any point of any season. But, you know, there's a couple of weeks left. The guy's got a five-round average of well above 100. And he's got a great fixture up ahead. If you can't afford Tom Hawkins, who's now rocketed up in price, you know, the guy's 570K. If you don't have that money, Reece Stanley's sub 500. So um, there's definitely... I'd say a bit of value there, especially that he's got that DPP. So if you if you have someone on your bench with um, DPP as your R three, being able to have that you know ruck cover is just invaluable. Um, my next option I really like is Chad Wingard, who he's 490k. He's got a five round average of 106, and he's JB. He's just Robbie Gray. I mean, since round 12, he's only sub tons twice. So it's six tons, two sub-tons, and the two sub-tons are an 83 and an 89. He's got three games at Adelaide Oval for the rest of the season. As you said, they are hard, but like he's in such great form, and 
he's now Robbie Gray, so he's just going to score really well. What do you think as a Port supporter about that one? As a Port supporter and super coach enthusiast, I'm very, very angry at Port Adelaide for, for some reason always switching Robbie Gray and Wingard without any sort of warning. And when one seems to be in the form of their life, they just go switch. So... I don't understand why Robbie was put in the forward line and Wingard was thrown in the middle, but it's happened. It's going to stay that way for the rest of the season, and Chad Wingard loves playing in the middle. He's very good at breaking out of the pack like almost no one else on our team. I mean, Robbie Gray is also good at that. So, uh, And it looks like Robbie Gray is just happy to rest up in the forward line until the finals and then you know do his work in the midfield then. So I think Wingard's a really safe pick to play midfield time. I can't guarantee he'll score well, but... He's been doing it so far, so I think it's as safe a bet as you'll have pretty much in their forward line. I want you to guarantee that he'll score well. Come on, JB. <laughs> I guarantee that he'll put up at least two more tons for the rest of the season. Is that good enough? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. Yep. At I least mean, two. I mean, probably take it at this point of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially I mean, with the forwards that we're looking at here. There's not much of a good option going on. No, and uh, I, the last forward option that I'll talk about, um, again, I mentioned him last week, but nothing's really changed, and that, that's just Mitch Wallace. Old, consistent, reliable Mitch Wallace. Doesn't go massive, doesn't go small. He won't lose you or win you or your game, and he'll do enough. <laughs> the five-round average of 95. He's just 477K. He's got St Kilda, North Melbourne, and Essendon in a row at Etihad, and then Richmond at the G, and... He'll just get you by for the rest of the season, and you won't be upset. You won't be happy. <laughs> You'll just float right on Are through. Are you selling this guy? Just the offense to the pick. <laughs> Am I what? Are you selling him? Or what are you? You're like, he won't win you your game. You won't be happy. <laughs> are we trying to no, get people like, to trade just... him? Or... He's not going to lose you your game, so you're happy about that. He's not going to win you your game. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the two options, isn't it? But he's not going to explode and be the game changer that you need. But he just does enough. And if you can't afford him, there's some cheaper options. As we said before, T-Mac seems to be okay. And Sam Manigola, with that fixtures that Geelong have, um, has potential to, to really pop this season. We are um, forgetting someone, though, Pistol. I assume... A man who's gone okay. for back-to-back tons... He's gotten three tons in his last five games, a high score of 129, and that's Jared Waite. <laughs> He's, He's back. back from that old man calf injury that somehow sidelined him for two and a half years for what it seems, but he is back and he does score well. They have Brisbane this week, and surely he carves them up without Sean Higgins stealing all his points, triple tonning like he does. Um... And they've got a, a half-decent run home with Western Bulldogs next week as well. So, I mean, Jared Way surely isn't the worst pick you've heard. They've got St. Kilda in the last um, round and, and Crows the round before. Their run home is excellent. Yeah, but without Higgins, that supply to him is probably... That's only a one-weeker for Higgins, uh, and they've got Brisbane in that week. Okay, surely you can't laugh at me for just suggesting Reese Stanley if you're going to suggest <laughs> Jared Waite. I mean, look, they're both speculative picks, but they can both obviously no. go to their ceilings, and that's, you know, decently high. Jared Stanley Waite will kick 10 goals this week. Unreal. Yeah, but Stanley's okay. a big, lanky ruckman who just somehow jogs up and down and occasionally gets hit with the football and then passes it on to the next guy. He's not good. Come on. Jared Waite just Six takes points. hangers and kicks goals from 50. 
I, I don't even know what's... Are you a North supporter in disguise? <laughs> I really hope not, because that'd be really disappointing. <laughs> All right, well, there's uh, the Buddy Franklin issue, uh, which I know you touched on on Monday, but to reiterate, I would be heavily in the trade camp on the Buddy. He's If you've got a five-round average of 70 and your coach says you've only played 20, trains for 20 minutes the whole season, uh, you've got to go. So... Um, it's a definite trade for me. If you're trying to win your finals, it's just something you have to do. And uh, speaking of finals, JB, um, the captain to see decisions this week has probably never been more important. So who are you looking at for your VC and C? It's week? never been more difficult either. So Hawthorne play an easy midfield team in Essendon and then Melbourne play an easy ruck team like Gold or just an easy team in general like Gold Coast. So... That obviously rules out Tom Mitchell and Max Gorn, so we're going to have to look elsewhere. Oh, no, wait, no. Actually, no, we could probably just go those two guys. Yeah, I think Tom Mitchell into (laughs) Max Gorn is probably a safe option. If you're getting really crazy and you own Patrick Cripps like everyone except Pistol does, then you could go Tom Mitchell into Patrick Cripps, who's in the form of his life. Oh. I hate that you had to remind me about that, but I think you've you've summarized it, and it it's it just kind of sucks for people that actually made their finals. I don't know what that feels like, but you're, you've made it this far. You're a bit of an underdog. You need to try and put your C on somebody, you know, that might get you over the line. But the captaincy choices this week just are not there. It's like so obvious, and you might want to look outside the box, and you could go with Josh Kelly, or you might want to go a McRae. But at the end of the day, none neither of those are likely going to score better than Titch or Gone, So you'll probably just lose points in the end. I think um, it's just a really obvious week, which is just uh, it's a little disappointing, but uh, you know sometimes it's nice when it's simple. Um, it, it was made JV, obvious by Sean Higgins' is... omission. Obviously, a, a double ton against Brisbane would be the most obvious scenario, but we were robbed of that this week. So yeah, I'm going to have to change. I actually had my vice captain <laughs> on Higgins until I saw that he was out, so... That's, and I also saw he was playing I mean, at I the same time that. as Tom Mitchell. So <laughs> those three factors combined. Was that were you doing like a Higgins into a weight, or was that just a uh, too I mean, much? It wouldn't make sense to loophole two players from the same team. Oh right, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> that's the part that doesn't make sense about you know captaining. Otherwise, weight. I would. Um, yes. JB, <laughs> moving on from that for a second, we'll come back to it. Don't worry. Um, so. We've been getting this question a lot, and it's probably relates in some sort of variation uh, for a lot of listeners out there. Let's say you have two trades, maybe you have three trades, but at the end of the day, you're missing Jake Lloyd. You're missing um, Crips. I didn't want to say it, but you're missing Crips for some strange reason. Let's go back to Jake Lloyd, because chances are there's more people that are missing Lloyd. You're one of those as well, aren't you? Will you use two trades to trade one of your players like a Savage to a Lloyd? Or will you rather use one trade and do Savage to, um, let's say, Hearn or McGovern or Heath Shaw, if you if you will? Would you rather spend one trade or two trades in the scenario where you will be left with either zero or one trade remaining? Uh, it's so difficult, isn't it? Especially when you think, like, so many people will have different league scenarios where... If you're trading at a point of difference, Lloyd, I'd actually almost risk it. I don't like if you need if you're in an elimination final, and you've got Savage and your opposition, you know, has a fine back line, but they're all sort of like your your crisp and your your shores and all that stuff. 
and they don't have Lloyd for some reason, and you could trade in a point of difference Lloyd, I'd probably roll the dice on that. If the opposition already has Lloyd, then maybe you just stick to the one and hope that Lloyd doesn't do as well this week or hope that you can at least draw even with him and pick like a high ceiling player like your Webster's or your Crisps or something like that. So, I mean, it's a very tough situation. And, you know, even saying, you know, why would you you not like just equalize Lloyd and take him out of the equation altogether? But, I mean, it's something that you sort of have to figure out mentally. And it's it's tough to advise on Pistol, honestly, like, because so many factors could happen. You could go injury-free and you'd be kicking yourself if you got eliminated and only used one trade and Lloyd was the different sort of thing. So... I, it is a tough situation, but I think when it comes down to it, I'll just be pulling out all stocks this week, not worrying about next week until it gets to it, and, and using whatever trades I had to get the highest score possible this week. And now, what if you were playing for overall? Would you still be double trading to get Lloyd? No, no, no. There's still three weeks left in overall, and there's a lot of injuries probably to come, so I'd be doing the one trade this week. I definitely agree with that. I think uh, there's enough value players who could maybe not match Lloyd, but could go within you know 50 or 60 points of Lloyd. And you know down the line, maybe in the last week, you're looking at a donut. You'd, you'd love that extra trade to just you know get you an extra 100 points. I think it's worthwhile just doing one trade um, rather than spending it two on Lloyd. But as you said, if you're in a final and you've got nothing to lose, it, you know, there's no point going home with a trade in your pocket. So... Um, if you're playing for your league and it's an elimination final, just get the win. I think um, do whatever it takes and then hope for the best after that. Um, JB, is there any other key talking points that you'd like to discuss before we wrap it up? Uh, so I do want to ask again how you don't have Crips or Lloyd. What, what, or Grundy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Grundy either. I'll so throw I that one else out one. on myself. Uh, oh, no, that's... Um, I think the problem is... After I chose Kerno, and I'm going to answer this seriously, even though you're trolling me. Um, after I got Kerno over Crips coming up uh, after Carlton's buy, because you know Crips having that double groin bandage where he looks like he could not run, and I'm like, how's this guy going to play through the rest of the season? Kerno's averaging 115 and outscoring Crips to that point. I may as well get Kerno, which has probably lost me about 300 points since that trade. Yep. Um, and then when Fife went down, I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm all in on this podcast joke. I'm just going to ignore Crips. It can't hurt me too bad. JPK is going to go within, you know, 10, 20 points of him in total by the end of the year. And it'll be a funny running thing for the podcast. And JPK has got a three round average of 70 since I got him in. So it's just gone bad to worse. What is uh, uh, Crips' three round average, if I may? 150 yeah. Like. yeah it's more than it's more <laughs> than double like jpk that. it's been very sad it was meant to be a fun thing for the podcast that ended up ruining my entire season so i hope everyone appreciated the sacrifice <laughs> that i made for the you took a bullet for the, for the podcast, podcast. <laughs> oh no it wasn't meant to be like this how did this happen <laughs> um but no thank you for uh getting me to answer that question in when it comes detail. down to it at least not, you've still got buddy franklin anyway. so everything should be okay <laughs> i'd rather have weight to be honest <laughs> oh no now you're on the weight bandwagon oh maybe i should spend my last trade on a buddy to weight trade just for <laughs> just for fun it's for um, the cancer council how my team's going this year it's actually it's 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 funny because i've 
or usually I run out of trades and then that's the reason for my team doing badly because I'm copying donuts, but I have a full playing team. It's just not good. <laughs> I think that's the, the difference. When you've got uh, Webster, Crisp and Short in your back line who have all been underperforming and then you've got JPK and Kerno and Canelio all underperforming in your midfield, you don't have Grundy and you end up with you know a, a Gray and a Buddy in your forward line. You've just got so many underperforming players and my single trade with no cash is not going to help me in any way. I may as well wait till I'm looking at a donut and saving it. But yeah, unfortunately, my season's slipping away and I fell from um, 1,600 to 3,000 this week. So oh, yeah. that was a massive drop. And there's nothing I can really do about it except just hope that my players start to perform well. Cause I might catch up to you, At some stage of the season, they were. I doubt it. I'm still like 400 points ahead of you. That would be a massive You're only up. ranked 3K ahead of me. Yeah, I think like I outscored you by 200 so last we'll week. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. And I still have a trade and, and you I've don't have crips. a trade. And it's been like that for like <laughs> three weeks. And Lloyd. So. Oh, no. It's been horror. I don't know why we're rambling on so much. But uh, anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, if you enjoy the show, don't forget you can uh, donate to the Cancer Council. The link will be um, in the description again, as always. Um, you can find myself at pistol underscore DRSC on Twitter. You can find JB on JB underscore DRSC. You can find Chizo with a Z, Chizo underscore DRSC. He's actually in the second week of his Fortnite competition, so he hasn't been eliminated yet, so there's a chance that he, he can hasn't still win. Been so, eliminated uh, good yet. luck to Chizo uh, over in the US. He hasn't been eliminated yet. How long is this Fortnite game going no, for? Is it continuous? It's no, just a it was a two week competition. <laughs> it was a two week competition with over a thousand people in the US and he's uh, into the final week so hopefully he can uh, bring it home for everyone and uh, yeah he is actually dominating so yeah yeah, you can guys uh, tweet tweet at Chizo and wish him luck um, in the competition as well and get get around him a little bit and uh, we'll catch you next time